Welcome back, everyone, from our holiday vacation. I know it's been a while. Um, it's been a few weeks, but I was on vacation, enjoying the holidays. I hope you all were enjoying yourself with your families. You ate good, a lot of food, um, good food at that, because you can eat food and it's not good. So I hope you had some good food and you enjoyed yourself. Um <laughs> <laughs> and today we are meeting with Andrew Naguera, an SOP from New York who sub specializes in early intervention. Hello. <laughs> he was the one who laughed and um spit up his white claw as I was <laughs> You were supposed to mention that. Sorry, I apologize. I heard I know they heard the spitting in the background. <laughs> Say hello to our listeners, Andy, and tell them a little bit about yourself. Hello, all. Um, this is going to be more about me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say hi. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Carmen and I have been friends for a long time. We go way back. Way back. Um, yes, we do. And I hope that I can kind of sprinkle some knowledge into what you guys already know. And if I can't, I apologize. <laughs> We're going to spread some knowledge and some cheer and some laughter, you know, all of the above. <laughs> so tonight we took a break from the wine and the spirit. So there are no wine. We are not drinking any wine tonight um, or uh, tequila or rum or vodka or any of those things. We are taking it easy with a hard seltzer. Mm -hmm. This is my second one, though. <laughs> so he's not taking it easy. I mean, he's hitting it hard. He's hitting the seltzer hard. Too hard. It's too hard. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's black cherry flavor, too. Oh, yummy. Yum, yum, yum. Yummy. Um, we had fun talking about our drinks. So let's go back to some important stuff. Okay. For those of you who may not know what early intervention is, it's services and supports that are available to babies and young children with developmental delays and disabilities in their families. Um, it may include speech therapy, physical therapy, and other types of services based on the needs of that child and that family. For this episode, we will use EI as our acronym for early intervention because imagine seeing early intervention three times fast. You do it, Andy. Try. Early intervention, early intervention, early intervention. Oh, you Tongue tied, honey. You did a good job. That one. That's because I said Earl intervention. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Earl? Whoever it is, he has intervention for the families. So, <laughs> so Andy, how long have you worked in early intervention? And can you provide us with some information on the importance of early communication or the intervention of? Yes. Um. So I have worked in early intervention for about four years. I started with a home agency right out of grad school. Um, so I currently work in a school that's ABA-based, so I still do some home cases on the side. And I do believe that the most important thing about early communication intervention would be <clears throat> to kind of put ease in the sense of families. So kind of like, oh, like, don't worry about him. He's going to... he's delayed right now but he'll kind of get there um he just needs 
X amount of scaffolding, X amount of modeling, whatever. Um, but I do think it's to ease the concerns of parents. It's also to kind of give, I think it's also a good step up for the kids. So like it kind of gives them a nice prerequisite, we'll say, towards um, learning in schools. Uh, it can also, quote unquote, nip in the bud any problem areas that the parents are seeing, um, whether it be behavioral issues or um, speech and language delays, things like that. Uh, it's just all around a great stepping stone towards further learning. That's awesome. Um, what is the typical population that you work with? Um, so as far as the school goes, we have a lot of kids who are on the spectrum. Um, they have been uh, diagnosed with ASD for, I would probably say, a few months to maybe a year. Um and we also have some kids that just have global delays, so they need a lot of like physical therapy, occupational therapy. We work closely with their special instructors, which are their teachers at the school. Um, but since we are an ABA-based school or applied behavioral analysis school, we kind of try to um, teach them those prerequisites to learning. So attending to a task, responding to their name, pointing to what they want, things of that nature, just to kind of... Um, teach instructional readiness, mm -hmm. so get them prepared for what school has in store for them. Um, as far as my home cases go, I mostly work with moderate um, speech delays. Oh, moderate speech delayed um, children. <laughs> uh, Your speech is delayed now because of... <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's the white claw. Um, so uh, as far as the school goes, we don't have any medically like involved children, so there's nothing to like severe that we see um the most i guess the most severe would be one child that i do have his joints aren't developed fully they're kind of still infantile in that sense where if you kind of like are too quick to position him a certain way he might dislocate a shoulder or dislocate a joint somewhere so you have to be very careful with him um he's the only one that really comes to mind um but other than that yeah we just mostly work with those who have like severe speech and language delays we have some kids are on the spectrum who might show more behavioral issues than mm -hmm. others um but you kind of put in a behavioral plan for that okay and you don't you don't deal with me no, i know you don't but <laughs> but for those who are out there um speech mm -hmm. therapists do not deal with the behavior plans yes usually yeah but since we're at school we're kind of doing a kind of coexisting thing where we kind of have to help each other multiple yes. multidisciplinarian yes uh -oh. What is that? Interdisciplinary team. Teamwork. Yes. Teamwork. Teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yes, I was <laughs> thinking the same thing. <laughs> so, yes, that's what we uh, kind of conduct in the school anyway. But at home, it's kind of like all up to me. Yeah. It's like, look at me. I am the captain now. I am the captain now. This is my shit. <laughs> no, we are kidding, families. It's not like that. No, no, no. You are the captain. We are just here to help you steer the boat. Yes, yes, girl. <laughs> so what are some activities you use frequently with your clients? Like activities and materials that, um, because, you know, I work with the middle schoolers and um, the adults, adults, you know, they just want you to hurry up. Yes. You know, do what you got to do because. They need they, to go to the dining room. Yeah, that, yes. <laughs> I need to leave. They, they, the most important thing is the dining room. Um, so they have no time for what I have for them. Yes. Um, they have Better time. They have time. Or bingo, girl. Bingo. Get me to bingo at six. I don't want to do this at five. I need to get ready. And don't let it be movie night. Period. So, period. 
So, <laughs> and middle schoolers, they like, you know, fun things, you know, and everything is curriculum based. So, yes. um, I don't get to do any of that fun stuff that you get to do. Can you tell everyone what type of activities and um, materials you get to use with the babies? Yes. So for my little babies, what I like to focus mainly on would be anything that kind of establishes joint attention for them. So anybody who does not know what joint attention is, it's just something that can have you and the child attending to the same thing. Mm -hmm. So let's say the child is looking at a block and you kind of see his eye gazing toward the block or you see her eyes gazing toward, um, let's say, a car that she has in the corner. You're like, oh, is that a car? Oh, you want to go beep, beep? You want to do room, room, anything like that? Just to kind of um, bombard them with that language and kind of show them like, hey, I'm also interested in this because it is cool. Rather than pulling them aside and saying, no, you have to do this with me right now. Um, I do a lot of joint attention just because I feel like it increases the opportunities for them to learn, for them mm-hmm. to speak, and just for them to kind of even establish rapport with you, which is a big deal when you're coming to babies. Because these babies only know their mom, their dad, sometimes not even that. Um, they have foster parents, whatever the case may be. And now some stranger's coming in the house and he wants me to do things. No, thank you. No, ma'am. No, ma'am, no ham, no turkey. <laughs> um, so... You have to be very aware of what um, <clears throat> the kid is interested in. Sometimes they're not even interested in what their parents say after like two weeks. So I use joint attention for most things. Um, I always carry bubbles with me. Bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. I love bubbles. You love bubbles. I love Every- bubbles. We have bubbles in our drink. Periods. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're delicious bubbles. We don't eat. The- we we drink these. We don't drink the other ones. No. Um, what other activities do I do? I would just say a lot of play. Because at this point, in, at this age, and at this point of their lives, all they really want to do is play. Yes. You so- can't have kids sitting there writing a sonata, writing a book, writing this, writing that. You can't have them trying to recite, let's say, the three little pigs back to you, which is a whole other story about some of these evaluations. <laughs> they want them to say X, Y, and Z. Sometimes these kids just want to sit there and play. Um, so play is a big part of it. Um, joint attention, I do blocks, bubbles. I would do anything that kind of gets them active too. So like running around, even if you're running around, you're like, catch me, catch me, catch me. And then they finally catch me. You could teach them. I got you. Or here I am. Peekaboo. Hide and see anything that kind of gets that language out of them. Um, as I told you before, um, I am listening to a podcast. I've got this kid. Yes. Um, from a, it's the host is a SOP from Oakland, Sharina Williams. Um, and she did an episode on the importance of play and how it allows you to expand their language and even expand their utterances using things that they're interested in. And it's okay for the child to change their activity 500 times within one session because they're not built or equipped to sit there and do drill drill activities they're not they're not built they're children they're supposed to want every single thing in the room exactly but it's up to you to adapt what they see and what they want and find a way to get them into using that language or expanding their language adapting to their environment and i i really like that um it's hard for me to get you know my middle schoolers to adapt and try to adapt to them because they only care about their, you know, iPhones and like yes. 
Fortnite. Like about their world. Yes, but so on, at least with babies. Down to you first. Exactly. But at least with babies, there's so many things that you can play with. So um I I know you said bubbles, so bubbles, blocks, toys, all that good stuff. Yes. yes. All the goodness. <laughs> how how long and how often do you provide services to the family? Um, so how long for the services for family? Usually if I get a child, um, most of my mandates will say that their frequency or how many times a week they get speech will either be anywhere from one to three times a week. I've had somebody that was four times a week before, but that's a very rare case. Um, whereas the duration of the sessions or how long I see them. In the school, it's 30 minutes. At my home cases, it's 45 minutes. So it just depends on, I guess, where you work as well. Um, since And it also depends on their mandate. So sometimes they can just get 30 minutes. Sometimes they can get 45 minutes. Sometimes a kid gets an hour. Um, I usually only do the 30 or 45-minute sessions. Um, and I've been spoiled by the 30-minute sessions. So the 45 minutes kind of, I'm like panicking. Like, what do I do? What do I do? But you can also administer some family training to get the families more involved in what you're doing, which is nice too. So would you say that um, family training is an important part of early intervention? Because not only are we providing these services again to the children, but some of these families do need support or may need support in areas that, you know, they are not informed in, especially um, when it comes to behaviors or emotional support. Um, or even what do I do with my kid? Like I have my child, but when you're not here, I don't know what to do. So how important is that um, family education piece in early intervention? So uh, within earlier intervention, if you are getting those services, you um, can reach out to your service coordinator or whoever's in charge of your case and ask them about a family educator, if you can get in touch with one, if you can get in touch with support groups. However, as an SLP or speech language pathologist, if you're, um, kind of on task and you're in the house and the parents sitting with you for that 45 minute session. Um, everything you're doing, they should be absorbing it as well. Whereas I have some families who are working like five different jobs and they can't be there all the time. So what I'll do is I'll jot down simple notes that they can do. So mm -hmm. for example, excuse me, um, you can have the kid point to one between one to two uh, choices for food. Let's say if he's a picky eater, or if you don't know what he wants, have him, um, request for the objects or man for the objects. So if he wants the milk instead of the cookies, boom, he wants milk, say milk, or just give me something that I know that you're kind of with me on this. Wait, can um, you? So some of our listeners may not know what man is. They may be thinking like, ooh, a man? Yes, I would like ooh, a man. a man? I'd like three. No. Um, <laughs> so a man, what we use in the school is just like their ability to request kind of mm -hmm. thing. So if they're manding for an object, they're pointing to it. They're saying its name. I want XYZ, I want toy, I want milk. Um, so I do think that the family education piece of EI is a majority of our job just because one, the parents should always be there, mm -hmm. should always be there. Somebody should always be there to relay something to the family. Um, say you're giving the family carryover. Mm -hmm. So carryover is the parents' homework. Um, New, uh, new SLPs, CFs, clinical fellows, anybody who's intern interning anywhere. Um, if you're giving family carryover, uh, you can give them like a homework sheet and just make sure that they filled out what they've tried to do. Mm -hmm. um, 
just because in the homes you can set up a PEX board or a picture exchange program for these kids and say the parent was kind of giving you half an ear to mm-hmm. listen to what you were saying. And then you get home and they're like, I forgot how to use this PEX board. I forgot how to do this. Um, the important thing about family education is let's say you take out 10 minutes of your session. You're like, all right, I want to see how you use the PEX board with him or her. Mm-hmm. Or I want to see how you make her man for her toy or for her bath time or for this or for that. Um, so it's very uh, pertinent that you kind of <clears throat> have these parents there and use them to the best that you can just because whatever they learn and whatever you teach them, they can also teach the kid. And sometimes that makes progress skyrocket. Exactly. You'd be very surprised about how involved parents are some of the best parents. And um, and overall, in all ther- um, in all ages, even with adults, like their caregiver involvement. Whenever there's someone who is taking care of you and they're involved in your your life and um, the most important part of your life, carryover is important. Um, and if the caregivers are not paying close attention or are not participating in that carryover, we can sometimes see regression because. Seeing a child or um, a baby or an adult, even for only two times a week or three times a week for 30 minutes, there's not much I can do for you, you know? So you have to take what um, I am teaching you or teaching your child and applying it in the everyday situation. So that carryover is important. Um, Do you see a lot of parent involvement in the ER? I have a lot of parents, luckily enough, that um, have been very involved. I've also had parents who think, hey, you're here for 45 minutes. I'm going to step out and go to the store. Never let a parent leave. Never <laughs> let a parent leave. Let's say it again. Never let a parent leave. Never. Um, that kid is liable now. Well, you're liable for that kid, I should say. Um, anything happens, the parent's like, oh, don't worry. She's such, she's such an easy kid. I can go to the store really quick. No, you can't. I don't know what's going to happen. She might flip <laughs> off the bed in a second and boom. Uh-oh. Mm-mm. Now it's on my watch that you got hurt. No, no, no. Never let a parent leave. Um, but yes, I have had a lot of parents that were really involved, really educated too. So they've read articles. They've read different um, books. Uh, they know about different diets that these kids should be on. It's That's a whole other story though. Um but it's okay I, that means you got informed parents. Your parents are yes. informed. Exactly. But I also have parents who, as I said before, some of them work a lot of jobs and they're less informed, they're less involved, and they think that the 45-minute-a-week mm-hmm. kind of speech session is enough. That kid's going to skyrocket with just that. And unfortunately, like, say you kind of start a borrowing system with your parents like Mm -hmm. here take this toy for a week and i'll come get it next time i want you to try to teach him something about this toy or take this book read it to her at bedtime anything like that just be wary of that too because sometimes your toys might go missing um but also be mindful of that because sometimes those with like um those who are less fortunate might need those toys so what Mm -hmm. i kind of tend to do is around the holidays since we're talking about holidays too is um i'll buy each of them just something like a little trinket Okay. Like here, now you have a toy that the parent can kind of work on with you. Um, each of them? That's a lot. Each. It is a lot. But I know the deals, girl. No, okay. but, um, it's nothing big. I'm not buying them like some Paw Patrol rocket that they're going to freaking love. 
No. I know Paw Patrol could be expensive in them LOL things. Oh my god, that was awesome. I can't. Amazing though. One of my clients' sister had one, and she was like, "I want to watch it fizz." I'm like, "Me too, girl. Let's go." <laughs> so she put it in a bowl, and that was our session. We're talking about LOL dolls, but the kid was also intrigued by it because his sister was intrigued by it. So hey, kind of use the family to your best ability. Um, but yes, so I have a lot of family involvement, and then sometimes it's kind of pulling teeth with families trying to get them involved. Yeah. yeah. So how? How would you, or, you know, rather, what would you would say would be the hardest part of working in early intervention? Because I know that I hear that EI can be adventurous. Going into others' homes, you have no idea what you're walking into. I mean, you have, you know, maybe the grandparents and the aunts and uncles are all over, or, you know, uh, the dog is fighting in the corner, the cat is on the <laughs> the cat is on the window committing suicide. There's so many things that can happen, like in the homes of someone. So, um, like, what are some adventures that you've encountered in early intervention? Okay. Some of the adventures that I've encountered. Um, so, I have had one client who, well, I had had, she's no longer under my uh, caseload. Um, she had we were kind of just playing with her toys and her father was in the room and usually it's the mom. Um, but I think she had to work that day. So the father was on the phone with somebody speaking very intimately as I'm sitting there with his daughter. And I'm like, Oh, this is kind of awkward for me, but I'm going to try to kind of tune him out and work with this. So then later on in the day, I get a text from the moms asking me if there was another woman in the house, if he was talking to another woman, X, Y, Z. And that's kind of when you have to put on your professional face and say, I was working with the daughter. I have no idea what happened. Um, And that's kind of where it's hard too. the blurring of the lines of should I be a professional? Can I be a human? It's very hard, but try to stick with your professional pants because that's what you have to wear when you're around these people. What about Um, a professional skirt? Can it be a professional skirt? Yes. Okay. I love me a pantsuit, a skirt, everything. I I would wear a kilt if I could, but I can't. You can. I mean, if it was Ireland, you could. Well, can you? I don't know. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would anyway. Um, Halloween does come around once a year. I'll just that. Um, but yeah. Um, some other crazy stories of that. I've had a dad just walk around with his boxers, which was kind of distracting while I was with the child. Um, I've had... Who else? What else have I had? I've had roaches around me, mice around me. I live in kind of a, not, well, I don't live. I treat in a seedier area of where I live. Um, and yeah, sometimes a lot of dark things can come around these corners and you get scared. <laughs> you have full size rats that coming at, that are coming at you. You have cats that kind of look disheveled, fleas, all these kinds of things. And you just kind of have to grit and merit, you know? Um, Gosh, I don't know. I could, maybe all those things, but a cat. <laughs> I can do the roaches, I can do the bites, but a cat, ooh. A mangy um, one at that? No, I can't. No, no mangy cats here. Um, I've had, I've actually had the cops come into one of my sessions, I completely forgot about that, where there was domestic abuse in the home, and I was just kind of there like, oh my God. No. There was domestic abuse while I was there. Okay, okay. Because I was about to say, so in those situations, like, do you, you know, like, Viola Davis, grab your purse and just go, like, beat the streets? No. Like, you know, <laughs> like, know. what happens in, like, type of, 
Have you ever encountered a situation where you had to like grab your, your clutch your pearls, grab, grab your purse, and all? clutch my pearls? Um, no, I've never encountered a situation that was that bad. Well, I shouldn't say that. Not in the home, but I have clutched my pearls, grabbed my bags, and ran into a house that I had to <laughs> treat a kid to because there was a man um, basically uh, sexually harassing me from across the way. I was walking under an underpass, and he kind of just winked at me nodded his head for me to follow him and grabbed his crotch and I was just kind of like I got a bag full of play-doh mm-hmm. and a box full of puppets for these kids why you want me what's happening you look like a good time it was I like oh like puppets puppets hand puppets sorry these puppets are for your hands so, nothing else wait you didn't tell us about the puppets you didn't tell us that you had fun with I know those children must love what do you do with the puppets like puppets I put on shows so I have four puppets um, they're little hand puppets. One is a dragon, one is a princess, one is a knight, and one is a prince. I'm the princess. Yeah, I'm the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Roar, girl, run. <laughs> uh, that, that's all the kids' favorite dragons. Uh, the dragon puppet, I should say. Um, but yeah, so I'll just put on a show for them. Like, oh my god, she's running after the princess. What are we gonna do? Kids will say, let's play hide and seek. Boom. The puppets are hiding. The dragon's hiding. Whatever the case may be. Um. Sometimes a princess, we built a little castle out of blocks. Princess is in the tower, blah, blah, blah. Um, that must I'll get be- into it. I love speech. <laughs> um, but that must provoke a lot of language, like elicit a lot of language out of them. I sit there sometimes and just stare at them like, come on, say something. Noted. <laughs> puppets, guys. I'm going to yes. get me some puppets. Get some puppets. Some kids are deathly afraid of these puppets, so be careful. Oh, forget like, it. Like, they scare. <laughs> um... What else have I encountered? But yeah, so basically, um, I was almost uh, sexually assaulted. No, I'm kidding. I was sexually harassed by that man under that bridge. I was worried. Um, But yes, also know your surroundings. So I ran into the building uh, where the apartments were, and the door locks automatically once you get in. So as soon as I got in, I told the concierge, like, listen, this man has been following me for a few blocks, and I just need you to know hey, he can't come in here. She was like, what if he lives here? Give me 10 seconds, girl. Give me a head start. Let me go hide. Um, so yes, make sure you're safe all the time. Yes, that makes sense. I um, I haven't done early intervention. I've done preschool, but I did have one EI case. Um, it was a family of like 10. It was 10 of them. It was a lot. I didn't know people still yes. had that many children these days, <laughs> but they do. And it... I mean, it, biological or foster? No, biological. Oh, girl. Yes, yes, it was biological. And two of them were, no, the two oldest were one year apart. And the two before the baby I was seeing was one year apart. Um, Super cute, loving family. I love them. But again, setting those barriers because I would try to provide therapy to this little one and all the family wants to come in. I mean, it, it was great. It was great because yeah. it did encourage that little one to want to participate in therapy because he's like oh i don't want to say names but you know oh johnny you know or oh crystal these are not their their names i'm making them up but you know (laughs) he was so happy that they were involved and it made him want to interact with me more but then Mm -hmm. you have those times where the parents think oh well since you're working with him can you also check on this or can you screen so and so and it's like i'm sorry i'm here for you know, little Johnny and, you know, I can 
you know, make a recommendation to my agency or I can give you, you know, the intake coordinator's information and you can follow up with them, but also, you know, setting those, those boundaries with the families. Yes. Yeah. But I haven't had anything like crazy or like a roach come and attack me. Oh no. Oh. I administer therapy to them too sometimes. Oh, hey. 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 Because they would carry you on. They would carry you on. <laughs> it will live forever. Ever. Because even <laughs> if we are hit with an atomic bomb, well, I don't know if this is fact. This is what I heard. That they still <laughs> survive. So if this is true, all the services that you have provided, they can carry you on to the new humans. Like Mr. Andy's legacy, that's on me. Yeah, I got you. That's on me, Mr. <laughs> Roach. <laughs> Actually, they... I would want Mrs. Roach to carry on because I know... She is uh, good at teaching. Yeah, I she feel will carry that. on. She's persistent, perseverative, everything. Love her. And I hope um, no one has taken offense to these jokes. Um, these are it's all for fun. Um, we're just sharing experiences. And if you, you know, if you do not have what is that called when someone is look at a sense of humor. Yeah, if you don't have a sense of humor, this is not the podcast for you because we like to make jokes. We are here to inform you, give you a little information, but also make, make you laugh. Fun. Yes, and make yeah. it fun. So um, if you have thick skin, this is not for you. Turn it off right now because <laughs> <laughs> you are thick. They, if you are clenching your pearls right now, please, you know, this is for fun. We are here to have fun So um, and inform you. Fun and information. Yes. So fun formation. Fun. Oh, fun formation. I like that. Oh yeah. Hi guys, welcome to Speech. Where you here to have some fun formation? <laughs> My middle schools will walk right out. They're like, all right, I'm out. I'm tired. That's why I gotta go. Yeah, you too happy all the time. And this was the icing <laughs> on the cake. Bye. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else you would like us to know about EI? Um, as far as like new CFs, like clinical fellows out there or families who are interested in early intervention, um, what is something that you would, um, what's some information that you will give to them to help them, I guess, along their way? Okay, so as far as clinical fellows go, um, again, make sure you are safe wherever you go. Make sure you are aware of your surroundings. Make sure the family knows you're coming. Sometimes I will call ahead if I'm going to an apartment building and have the family look out at me. So just in case anything happens from the street level to the apartment level, they're like, ooh, I have to find this boy. He's missing. Um, Or what if they're looking at you through the blinds to not let you in? Also, (laughs) if I've had these parents as well, this is another story, that they will look at me through these blinds. I see you, ma'am. You're giving me the eye, but you don't open the door. Stay there for my agency's policy is 15 minutes. Um, call your supervisor. Say you waited the 15 minutes, please. This is ethical as well. Make sure you wait those 15 minutes. Um, record it in your notes or wherever you want to record it. And then um, I did the same thing. And then an hour or two later, the family had texted me saying I never showed up. Mm-hmm. Ma'am, I did. You did not let me in the door. You seen me. Um, yes. If that happens more than three times, if it's a no call, no show, they have no excuse for it. Um, you can take, well, this is my agency's policy. You can take them off your caseload and request a different case. Um, so that's one tip. The be safe is very important because of the man who sexually almost tried to get me to go with him in that alleyway. Don't know what the hell he, he was, was thinking. The Pied Piper? He thought he was. The Pied Piper. He's like, I was like, sir, I don't understand your melody and I don't want it. Um, 
It was that, um, like I said, be safe. I used to walk around a lot with my headphones on because I was like, I don't want people to like bother me or interrupt me while I'm walking to this case. But it's almost better to have all your senses with you rather than have them impaired by something like music because you think, oh my God, yes, I'm getting there, blah, blah, blah. Boom. Next thing you know, some man is yelling at you for some reason and you don't know why. Um, what about uh, materials? What are some suggested go-to materials? Like You know how everybody has their... They're like therapy box. They're therapy. What are some suggestions for new clinical fellows? Okay. So new clinical fellows always carry on hand bubbles. Bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. Kids love bubbles. Um, I love bubbles. I love bubbles. Yes, we all do. Um, bubbles are good. Puppets, if you're into that, I am. I love puppets. Anything that helps these kids learn. Um what else are some go-to materials that I have? Blocks. I feel like all kids love blocks. Play-Doh, depending on if they're like, um, if they don't have any like sensory kind of aversions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but Play-Doh kind of sometimes gets the job done. Just kind of talk with the family and see if they're kind of willing mm -hmm. to use Play-Doh because some families hate it because they get stuck in the carpet, whatever the case may be. Um, those are some good toys. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows like the pop-up toys. I don't know the real term for them but um, i know i have the, they're toys. called cause and effect cause and effect toys yeah mm -hmm. sorry um we always use oh you want pop-up toy in the school because the kids <laughs> call an effect toy they're like hmm, no what's a cause what's an effect <laughs> um so we use mostly the pop-up toys they like that too because they get a reaction out of something and they're like mm -hmm. oh my god this is cool let me do it again uh they like that what's some other advice Can i can use give puzzles Yes, I do use puzzles sometimes. It depends. A lot of kids kind of um, will perseverate on the ABC puzzle, so okay. I try to tend to like to stray away from that. I'll use anything like farm animals. We have uh, this cute little puzzle that you have like a magnetic pole, so you could fish the fish out. Oh, cool. Kids love that. Okay. Um, so we go fishing sometimes. Um, what else can I say for you guys? Don't be afraid to say no to these families who are requesting so much from you and you think you have to say yes, 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 because you're a clinical fellow and you're fresh-faced right out of school and you think, like, you have to please everybody. Mm -hmm. You don't have to please everybody. Speak to your supervisor if you want to bounce some ideas off. I know you may be nervous because you're just jumping in this little, like, you think you're jumping into this little pond, but it's actually this huge ocean. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, I'm sinking, I'm sinking, I'm sinking, I'm taking on too much. Meanwhile, you can kind of bounce off ideas from your supervisors. Make sure they know if you're uncomfortable with any situations. So like I said, in these CDR areas where I work, sometimes I'll tell my supervisor, listen, I can't work in these, you know, mm -hmm. environments because X, Y, Z. Um, I feel like it might endanger me when I go home. Like, let's say I'm bringing roaches to my own house or I'm bringing mice to my own house that comes to kind of like a cleanly hazard or like a clean, you know, cleanliness situation. Um, advice for family. No. Do I have anything else for CFs? Let me see. You know what you're doing. Don't second guess yourself too much. As I said, bounce your ideas off your supervisor. You've been to school for this. You know, you know what you're doing. You is smart. You, you is kind. kind. You, you is, is important. important. Like Viola Davis and that little girl said from the help. I don't oh. know. Yeah. Oh, we used Viola Davis twice today. Hello. Fave. Uh, sponsor us, Viola. Love you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, but what can I tell the families of these children who are kind of 
don't, hesitant. Yes. Don't feel bad to seek help because you think that there's going to be a stigma on your child. Because in the long run, a lot more kids are being diagnosed with something these days. There's so much more exposure to different things. There's so much more exposure to knowledge, so much more exposure to like evaluations where I think it's less common that families are like super hesitant, but it's still there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like homophobia and racism. People think that it's not there, but guess what it is, girl? Sorry, we're getting political. Let me bounce back. I'm scared of politics. And I boop. Um, (laughs) Let me go back. So, uh, I think the most important thing is, is to kind of set these families up as well. Like if they're hesitant or if you know somebody who's hesitant, just say like, these services are offered to you by the government. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, it doesn't hurt. You're not putting anything out of pocket. You're not worrying about certain things. Um, and it's only going to help the child in the long run. Mm-hmm. What's a little extra learning going to do? Hey, if he knows this stuff, that's great. If he doesn't, Hey, he's learning something. Mm-hmm. Um, or listen, little Susie might not know what she's doing. And then all of a sudden, in a few weeks, in a few months, you know what I mean? In a year or two, boom, she caught up finally. That's mm-hmm. great because she got all this stuff through early intervention. And now um, he or she is preschool ready. Preschool ready. Backpack on. She's ready to teach these kids what colors are. It's not just those first. real big ones. Like the ones that's the size of them. I love those. All my kids have them, and I love them. I I'm imagine like, them falling over like turtles. Like. <laughs> and they can't get up. Some of them. Some of them don't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so for families, also don't feel bad reaching out for support groups or Facebook groups. A lot of people, it's also our job, too, to kind of put the families in touch with these things. You can also put them in touch with the service coordinator and say, hey, she's seeking Mother's around her own age because she doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know. She doesn't have friends, let's say. And these friends aren't educated as much as she is or she wants to be. Boom. A Facebook group is perfect for that. Or boom, this support group will be great. Oh, your kid has apraxia? Girl, mine too. Here. Let's catch up. Let's talk about what we do. Um, It's always good when you have support groups, people that you can bounce your ideas off of, people that you can just kind of... Be happy around. Build a village, a community. Build a village, girl. Build a tower like I do with these blocks and then knock (laughs) it over. No, I'm kidding. Don't knock it over. Keep it strong. Um, But yeah, I think that's... I'm thinking of any more advice I can give you guys. Never leave the kids alone. No. Never leave... Yes. Never leave the kids alone and never let the parents leave. Yeah. Um, Always keep records of anything that you have such as your billing, your paperwork, things like that. Clinical just, fellows. Families yes. too, but you know that already. But. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Clinical fellows, yes. So if you are going to this house, you got this document signed, and then you send it in, and then all of a sudden your agency, your school, whatever, is missing it, you could say, hey, boom, I gave this to you on December 13th at 3 o'clock, and for some reason it's missing. I don't know where you guys put it, but I have this copy. I can give it to you. Um, because a lot of things go missing sometimes and sometimes we don't know whose fault it is. Sometimes it's here. Sometimes there, sometimes it's an error in the matrix when you're sending an email, mm-hmm. but Hey, there's timestamps for a reason. Um, and you guys need to be knowledgeable about that. And you have to, you have to be like very aware about who you're sending things to, too. Yeah. So just be careful. Um, and don't provide false hope to families. Your kid's going to be talking in no time because I'm here. I give them a week. Girl, you need to take seats and humble yourself. You're good. But you're not perfect. 
Exactly. Or no magician or genie. Yes, girl. No. If I was with genie, I would just be in Vegas putting on shows. For I real? still do that, I guess. I guess. Um, Oh, Vegas show performer by night, Mr. Andy by day. I by see day. it. <laughs> I can see it. Andini, if you will. Andini. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, I think that's some advice I could give you guys that I've learned sometimes the hard way, but sometimes it's just kind of common sense, which is good. And families, like Andy said before, um, these services are free to you for most states. Correct. I'm not sure about all states, but most states, most states, early intervention is a free service. So it will not hurt you to seek out those services. Go online if you can and um, Google and find um, the agency or the government. Um, in New York, it's the Department of Health, right? Yeah. Department of Health. Yeah. Um, and it may be the Department of Health in all states. So um, Google Google is your friend. Get on yeah. the Google and look, if you're suspecting um, some issues with your child, you know, go on the Google. Go on the Google and see. And it does not hurt um, to ask for help. Yes. Think? And seek more opinions if you're not satisfied with, let's say, your pediatrician's like, hey, she or he will grow out of it. And if you don't think that's the case, seek out another opinion. Exactly. You want to do it. You are the strongest advocate in early intervention. The parents. You are the strongest advocate. We can only do so much if you tell us what we can do, kind of thing. Exactly. So, hey, say you want this kid to just get one more service, or you think he's having certain needs, get an evaluation done. If those results kind of um, yield something beneficial towards a kid, or yield something that he needs some help in, boom, that service can be provided. We don't know and we can't read your mind. Exactly. So we need you to tell us things. All of a sudden, the kid has some sort of behavioral issue and we had no idea. Mm -hmm. We can only know what you tell us. And be adamant about certain things. But be realistic as well. Exactly. Both families and And CF. CF. Well, Mr. Andy, thank you. You have been nothing but helpful. Helpful and funny. It's been fun formation. Funimation. Oh, I've been honey. I've been helpful and funny. Yes, yes. Funimation. Funimation. Guys, please, please um, rate this podcast, preferably five stars. You know you want to. Ooh, thank you, Andy. Now that made them really want to. Imagine they all left. <laughs> <laughs> and leave comments, questions, and suggestions. Suggestions on things that you want to hear from me and topics. Um, people that you, um, if I know what topics you want me to cover, I know who I should reach out to and what to cover. And if you want more information, if you feel, hey, Carmen, you know, that was more funny, less information. I want more information, <laughs> less funny. That's my fault. Sorry. (laughs) Let me know. I take all suggestions. Constructive criticism is welcomed here. Um, This is here. I am here. And all of my friends who are here to talk with me are here. And I want to make this a better listening experience for you. Also, share, 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 sit and sip with SLPs, with your friends, social media, anyone who will listen or who wants to listen. Um, thank you for tuning in and listening out for a new episode next week. Sorry again for the delay with the holidays. Um, and happy holidays, everyone. Oh, no, happy holidays is done. Um, happy New Year. <laughs> That's what I meant. Happy New Year. 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 Happ
Happy New Year, yeah. <laughs>